AVS Media Papa Hotel Lima Echo November Radio Check. Papa Echo November, good afternoon, uh, Radio 5. Good afternoon, Radio 5 as well, Papa Echo November. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide and toll free, 1 800 610 7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And our website is www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Butch Witkowski. And he is the director of the UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania. And he's also a member of the Institute of Frontier Science. And uh, the UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania was founded in 2009 to look for the truth of alien existence with the use of multidisciplined investigators and researchers to enhance the fact-finding into the UFO phenomenon. And Butch, welcome back. How's it been in beautiful Pennsylvania? Uh, rainy, mucky, glad to be back. <laughs> well, it's the same thing we have here in Hamilton, Ontario, and it's great having you back, Butch. Uh, tell me, Butch, um, is anything in ufology uh, progressing? Mm, well, yeah, I, I think you're seeing a lot more of the uh, um, coming about of smaller groups. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much, you know, the old mainstream larger groups, but uh, a lot of break-off groups uh, starting around the country and in Canada. Really? Something I don't understand about the UFO groups, why don't they work together? Why is there this petty petty jealousy between them? Uh, I have no idea. I just, I just read an article the other day in a blog where it said that uh, one of the larger groups... Uh, told their membership not to work with uh, any other group but their own. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it is, because, you know, there's no information sharing, and, you know, without information sharing, there's no investigation. That's right. You know, it's, it seems that 
as far as I could see, the main thing is to get to the bottom of the barrel, find out what the truth is, and and isn't that what ufology research and investigation is all about? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the more information it's gathered and the more that it's shared, and, um, you know, you have... uh, one little piece, and then uh, you get involved with a few other uh, people, and mm-hmm. before you know it, you have another piece to a puzzle. Yeah, but you see, as a former Pennsylvania law enforcement officer, you know for a fact that when agencies work together, the crimes are solved. Correct. And, you know, uh, it seems that the people in other groups and organizations just haven't caught on to that yet. No, and, you know, you got certain things that play into that, like, you know, the old fortune and glory thing, mm. um, the me, me, me thing. Right. Um, so, you know, and uh, vanity, and, and that's just, it's just phenomenal sometimes when you when you read reports or you listen to somebody on the radio or, or, or you know, watch a video of, of somebody giving a conference and you just go like, my God, <laughs> they, I wish I was that popular. They just don't get it, do they? No. Mm-mm. No. Do you think they ever will? Honest research Honest research has been, um, for the most part, uh, replaced by looking for Bigfoot and UFOs sitting behind a computer. Boy, do they have a lot to learn about the right way to do an investigation, and I'm sure glad that you and your group are out there to, uh, to make a difference. But stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exonation. Butch Witkowski is my special guest. He's the director of the UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania. And the website is www.paufosearch.com. My name is Rob McConnell. Butch and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. They don't act with much honesty. Or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, 
the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back, everyone. Butch uh, Witkowski is my special guest of this hour. Butch is the director of the UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania, and their website is www.paufosearch.com. Uh, Butch, during the commercial break, you and I were talking about some, uh, some events that are happening within the UFO community, and you were telling me about uh, a group in L.A. that's basically broken away from MUFON. Uh, yeah, L.A. MUFON um, broke away. Uh, they have their own group started now. It's uh, called uh, the UFO uh, Paranormal Research Society, I believe. And uh, they were around for a long time, mm-hmm. um, over 10 years that I'm aware of. Uh, I used to enjoy going to their site, and they always, they, you know, they had monthly meetings. They always had like 50 to 100 people at their wow. meetings. Uh, they were very popular. And um, I don't know what happened there, but... I just got an I got the information in an email yesterday from California. What does this tell you about the state of MUFON? Is MUFON starting to crumble? I don't know that they're starting to crumble. It just, it just seems like I don't know. It's like they lost their way. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere down the line, um, it just they lost their mojo, I guess. Yeah. And uh, now they got a new director, of course, uh, Jan Harzen who's taken Dave McDonald's place. And, uh, you know, maybe Jan Harzen can pull it all together. Maybe. Um, the number of cases of UFO sightings in the U.S., are they going up or are they staying or are they going down? No, they've gone up. Uh, last, um, let's see, in uh, May, Pennsylvania had about 54 or 55 cases, something like that. In June, they had 105. Wow. Yeah, we were busy. <laughs> And uh, what what's really striking, though, is abduction cases. You know, uh, in the four years of, or that we've been in existence, mm-hmm. uh, I think we had four or five cases. Uh, I've had uh, fifteen cases this year so far. All right, all right. Do the do the cases resemble each other? Are they different in? No, their abduction cases are pretty much all the same. Really? Um, I talked to uh, Doctor Jacobs. I sent him an email and asked him if he had anything noticed. You know, things going up. Yeah. 
And he sent me a reply back and said, well, he checked 2011, uh, and uh, he had 250. And in 2013, he had over 300. So, you know, it's uh, gone up everywhere. So tell us about the the reports that you're getting. Uh, how are these people being abducted? Uh, what is the common thread? Uh, most, of, most of them in their sleep. Right. Uh, we had a couple that were outdoors. Uh, one gentleman was... Uh, on his back porch with his dog, mm-hmm. and um, he had three hours of missing time. And the wife said he was in bed the whole time, and he swears he was outside the whole time. So uh, another one, uh, most of them, though, are sleeping. You know, they're, 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 they're in bed, or, uh, mm-hmm. or they thought they were in bed, and they were actually on the couch at down the, downstairs and never even went to bed, but when they woke up, they were in bed. A lot of missing time, and and the stories are basically the same. Um, one lady I interviewed, uh, yeah, it was last month. Uh, she uh, she got to meet her son on a craft. Uh, she's not married, never had any children, um, and she knew it was her son. Mm-hmm. And she says the second time she's seen him, she's seen him as a baby, and she's seen him now. He's she said she's he's probably the age of ten or twelve. And, you know, what do you say to something like that? Well, these people who have the abduction experiences, uh, have they had previous interest in in UFOs, alien abductions? Are they science fiction buffs? Uh, how do you no. how do you differentiate? That's one of the yeah. You know, that's one of the questions we ask right off the get-go. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's many there's there's basically a protocol mm-hmm. of how you get into talking with one of these folks. And a lot of things is, you know, bring it up just like you said. Yeah. Are they interested in science fiction? You know, do they read this book? Do they read that book? Do they watch movies? Are they science fiction buffs? You know, are they Star Trek fans? Yeah. That kind of stuff. And out of if, out of 10, you might get one that said, yeah, well, I saw Star Wars when it came out, but I wasn't interested in it much. When 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 people say, "All right, uh, the last thing I remember, I was laying downstairs uh, on the couch watching TV, and the next thing I knew, when I woke up, I was in bed." That alone doesn't seem like that's so unusual. So, what where where do you draw the line between just being so tired you can't remember walking to the bedroom and slipping into your bed to an alien abduction? When they tell me their pajamas are on backwards. Well, geez. I, well, once again, when, once again, I, I really can't give that credibility to an alien abduction in itself. No, no. Uh, usually, there's marks. Really? Uh, there are scoop marks uh, in usually in the thigh area. There are. Um, um, I'm going to call them fingerprints, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are like three marks. Uh, on the arms, like you would hold somebody down, like right. you, would, you were going to pin somebody down, on, and you put a hand on each shoulder. Uh, there are scratch marks on the inner thighs. There are there's fresh blood on a pillow. Uh, there's a bloody nose, um, blood from the ear, you know, mm-hmm. um, puncture wounds that weren't there, uh, black and blue marks that weren't there, you know, that day. Right. And you know, the person doesn't work, didn't go anywhere, didn't fall down the steps or anything. Yet they look like they went through a half a battle. And they produce pictures, and they, you know, they've shown the wounds. Uh, I've seen them. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, Doctor Lear. I mean, you know, he watch any of his stuff, and you know, you can see the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when you investigate this, these ca- these cases, um, is there a common thread that that you see in all of the people who have been abducted? Are there any psychological traits uh, that that are similar and found in each of the each of the um, each of the abductees? Is there anything in their lives that is a common trait, or the, is everything across the spectrum? It, it goes everywhere. Really? I mean, their their family. You know, they they have families. They have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, grandparents, parents, uh, they're very highly educated or, you know, they may not have finished high school. Uh, they're laborers, they're lawyers, they're doctors. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the whole spectrum. I mean, there's no, uh, it's not like they're going out and picking somebody off the farm in Kansas. I sure. mean, these people are being abducted in the cities and in the country, in the suburbs. And the cases are just phenomenal. I mean, because they all follow the same regiment. They, there is no deviation in their stories. And one person who's given me a report from, say, California, right. and I match it up against a report here from Pennsylvania, they, the description of what they went through and what they saw and what took place is identical. Hmm. And that can't be. When these people are taken from their homes in the middle of the night in their sleep, how do they leave their houses? Is there sign of forced entry? How no. do the people uh, get in uh, and Some leave? people will say, like, the, the, the wall will turn to water, or what they think is water. Mm-hmm. You know, just a shimmery, the wall is all of a sudden a shimmery waterfall. It's like translucent. That. Yeah. Or they will, they will go through uh, a window that's closed and locked. Um, uh, some people have exited walls. Uh, people in cars, mm-hmm. the door's locked, the key's in the ignition, they're not in the car, but they are in the car, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. So the the what they describe and how they leave, uh, it's always a bright light. There's always a bright light of some sort. There are orbs uh, sometimes inside the room. Uh, people have hidden in closets to try to get away, and they remember just the closet lighting up and them walking through the door arm in arm with some creature mm-hmm. and through the wall or through the window and out to a craft. What kind and they of... feel like they're floating. They feel like there's no weight. They have no hmm. weight. And they keep, uh, some people say that, you know, they're keeping told telepathically to be calm. Nothing's going to happen. You're fine. You know, you're in good hands. We'll take care of you. But when somebody tells you they exited a window and they're on the ninth floor of a building, you're going like, wow. <laughs> Has there ever been um, a witness to these abductions? Not that I ever heard of. How do we explain? You know, you would think yeah. you would think somebody sleeping next to their husband yeah. in the same bed, and they're abducted, and he doesn't wake up, and he doesn't know of anything that happened over the night, but yet the the person aside of him is showing signs of of of, of, of an abduction, uh, you know, of blood or mm-hmm. marks or bruises or scratches or whatever, but the husband never woke up. Same bed. It also seems amazing to me that if a person is on the ninth floor of a of an apartment building and they are taken out of their apartment unit through a wall or a window that nobody sees a craft nobody sees this event happening now there are reports of crafts being spotted okay uh, but the crafts that are spotted aren't there for very long you know they're um one case that sticks in my mind is a uh, it was over a um, residential development, you know, like condos, mm-hmm. 
and one guy reported seeing um, a craft uh, high in the sky, right. and all of a sudden it was low in the sky, and next thing you know, he said it was just a couple hundred feet above a row of houses. And then uh, it was a short time later that the addresses coincided with the report and the report of an abduction. Amazing. And he said it was it was there and it was gone. It was there and it was gone. Mm-hmm. How do you explain it, Butch? Oh, I don't. I you know I've read so many of these cases now, and I'm reading you know. You think everyone would have something, you know, you're always looking for that little something. There's got to yeah. be something there that that uh, uh, puts you in the right direction. Uh, unfortunately, the, like I said, the cases are all the same. I mean, there's very little deviation, uh, maybe in the wording or how they're describing something. But when you look at the thing as a whole and you mm-hmm. set these reports side by side, you're going like, this is the same thing. I mean, they enter the craft the same way. They describe the craft in the same manner. Now, if I heard that from somebody that was a Star Wars fanatic and they went to Comic-Con and all that kind of stuff, I'd give it a second thought. But when you're talking to somebody that's in their 70s and they're relating something back from their 20s or when they were teenagers and it's matching stuff that happened today. Food for thought. Yeah. All right, Butch, stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, uh, Butch Witkowski, and I will be back on the other side of the news. His website is www.paufosearch.com. Have you exhausted all traditional means of healing without success? Are you experiencing communications through ghosts, angels, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services to humanity at this time through consultations. These consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you desire clarity of what may appear to be unexplainable phenomenon, then contact me through my website at aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, Facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, They conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com.
You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. www.exoneradiotv.com I made love to an alien near Roswell last night We strolled along together in the pale moonlight I had a funny feeling that something wasn't right I made love to an alien last night When she gripped my hand I was feeling mighty fine But her fingers with mine would not intertwine When I bent down and gazed into her eyes They were bigger donuts and blacker than the sky Welcome back everyone Butch Witkowski is my special guest He's the director of UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania and their website is www.paufosearch.com. Uh, first of all, Butch, always great having you with us here in the X-Zone. And, and I'd like to ask you a few more questions, if you don't mind, about the, the increase in alien abductions. The people that you've interviewed, and, and you know, I know you're a former law enforcement officer, and this, in my book, gives you a lot of credibility, because you know the proper procedures when conducting an investigation as well as an interview. When you're talking to these abductees, the aliens, the appearance of the aliens, the the craft, the sensations, do they all do they all sound alike, or are there different descriptions of the the craft, the aliens, or, or the experiments that are being conducted? No, it's pretty much all the same. Uh, one person telling me what the inside of the craft looked like, mm-hmm. and another person telling me the same thing. Um. There are some cases where, you know, uh, you know, like, let's go back to that 70-year-old lady. Okay. I mean, she wouldn't know a spaceship if it landed into her living room. Right. And she described something uh, from a case in California that there is no way she could have known about because it was a brand-new case. And her story took, took her back to when she was in her teens, late teens, early 20s. So how do we explain that this is happening? People are being abducted out of their homes, out of the safety uh, of their homes being taken by extraterrestrials onto spacecraft, being examined, and you've got the powers to be that are basically saying, you're nuts. Well, could it be the powers that be that are actually doing some of the abductions? That is a possibility, but why? Uh... I'll never figure out the government, but <laughs> you know some of the some of the things that you know mm-hmm. we've read and looked over and got through FOIA requests is right. just absolutely mind blowing. I mean, you know, you don't need to be on drugs; just get some FOIA requests into the government, and read some of their stuff. <laughs> the 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 
they disclaim, they disclaim, they they know nothing about UFOs. They know nothing about abductions. They know nothing about this. They know nothing about that. And yet, there's paperwork, you know, that shows mm-hmm. that they they have studied abductions in the past. They still study it. They've studied UFOs. They still study it. So, you know, the only thing they have we haven't gotten a FOIA request on is are they looking for the Loch Ness monster? You oh, know, you they go. have a nuclear sub floating around in in the in the in the nest. I, I don't know, but you know, they know. Uh, why mm-hmm. why these people are being abducted. Uh, I mean, that's as confusing as why are there so many people missing that we can't find. Yeah. So 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 who do these people make the reports to that, I mean, besides organizations like yours, do they make reports to, uh, to the military? Do they make reports to law enforcement agencies? Do they go you know, to the You know, I never had one. I've asked people that, you know, did you report this to anybody mm-hmm. else? And, and, you know, they've, they've reported to MUFON, they've reported to, to us and to other right. groups, I'm sure. Uh, but the first thing that strikes me is that they go to paranormal groups and report it to paranormal groups. Why do you think that is, Butch? I have no idea. Why would you go to a paranormal group? You weren't kidnapped by a ghost. Yeah. You know, uh, and and there was no there was no ghostly thing going on in your house. Is it possible because they feel that if they go to an established law enforcement agency or to a hospital or the military that they they'd would be, be up. Not, exactly. Yeah, they'd put them away for a while. Yeah. Uh, I have never seen a report where it was reported to police. Hmm. Not one. Uh, I've never seen one where it was reported to the government either. Uh, most go to either UFO organizations, or there are a few uh, abductee groups out there. Uh, you know, Kathleen Martin has one down in Florida with yeah. Denise Stoner, and there's uh, there's a group out in California. There's one just start up in Maine called Starborn Support. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're having their first uh, big shindig in Maine, uh, Portland, Maine, I believe, in September. Um, and these are all people that were abductees hmm. that are doing the speaking, so and some researchers. But um, yeah, I've never heard anybody going to the police about it. You know, we, you and I can't talk about UFOs without me asking you a very simple question: What's new with the Roswell crash of 1947? If anything, well, I understand there's three or four new books coming out. <laughs> uh, just seems like pretty much every day somebody comes up with a different scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of them now are really boarding on ludicrous. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, look, if you just look at if you just look at what Jesse Marcel Senior said and in his in his lifetime, and what Junior said in his lifetime Mm -hmm. and and you know guys that went out there and really looked like don schmidt and and stanton friedman and all the people they interviewed i mean it's pretty cut and dry they all came up those guys all came up with the same answer and that's pretty much where it stays but you know now you got you know there's this crash in aztec now they're saying there's another crash that's north of aztec that somebody's writing a book on and so when you chalk off the fortune and glory uh you know you revert back to the original story and which has never been disproven, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, and everything they said, you know, with the dummies, that was a lie. Well, that, well you know, you know, on, on the other later. on the other side of the of the coin, it's never been proven either. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's never been proven. It's never been disproven. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like Bigfoot with yeah. the Patterson film. Listen, it's never been proven, and it's never been disproven. Let me ask you this, former law enforcement officer: hmm. if you were called or if you were dispatched to the scene 
of an alleged UFO crash. All right? Mm -hmm. You get there, you see evidence, you collect the evidence. Would you, being a professional, drive home, wake up your wife and child, and let them play with the evidence before you brought it back to headquarters? Mm -hmm. Well, no. <laughs> to be honest, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'd, I'd get it under lock and key exactly. as best as I could. Exactly. And uh, this is something I can't understand with the entire... Uh, Jesse Marcel case uh, and the Roswell case. Why did he? But you know that was asked to him at a conference. That exact same question. And what did he say? And and his, and he said his father said you know he just being that he had a young son uh, who was very interested in in what he did. Uh huh. And this was you know something that was in his mind a once in a lifetime thing that nobody mm -hmm. would ever see again. Right. That, that, you know, he took these couple little pieces with him and showed them to his son up, got him out there and said, look, this, this is what happened. This is what we found. Right. He didn't leave it there. I mean, he took the stuff with him and turned yeah. it in. But he stopped at the house on his way back to the to the depot and showed him this stuff. And the, and Jesse Marcel Jr. says that. He said, yeah, I only saw it for a couple of minutes. He yeah, said, but that's, but, that's you know, Jesse Marcel. He had to get it back to the base and off he went. That's Jesse Marcel Jr. Mm -hmm. All right, but my entire... My entire way of looking at it doesn't give Jesse Marcel Sr. very much credibility as a professional. No, uh, and, and I'm going to agree with you there because, first of all, he never should have stopped at the house. That's exactly. Number one. Exactly. And number two, he never should have, have come forward with that, uh, that goofy story of the weather balloons. I mean, if, if this is what he saw, right. and that's what was in his report, when he backpedaled, yeah. that was bad. That would be like witnessing a shooting and then mm -hmm. saying, well, it wasn't really a shooting. It was more of a disagreement, and, you know, the gun fell on the ground. It went off and put a bullet in the guy's head. So let's just forget about it and chalk it up as just a misunderstanding. So, you know, when you backpedal off a case, mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of if it's a UFO case, abduction case, uh, cryptozoology, yeah. I don't care what kind of case it is. If you go after something and you've got something and you put it out there, you better be able to back it up and stand by it and have the documentation. Tell and if me. you don't have that documentation, mm -hmm. it's just like the O.J. Simpson case. Exactly. Oh, I yeah. I mean, take, the guy took the blood with, you know, he took it home with him? Yeah. Then he took it back to the crime scene? What are you telling me? There were so many foobars in that entire case. Oh, God. My, mind, oh, you, my God. mind you, today, uh, the, um, what was it, the parole board is giving, is allowing him, giving him, granting parole on certain cases uh, uh, that, that he was uh, convicted of? Yeah, he's going to only have to do four more years yeah. instead of, what, 30 or whatever it was. And, then and you know, and he's, he's that type of individual that yeah. he'll get out and he'll be good for a year or two and then he'll do something stupid again. Yeah. Mind you, he's getting up there in ages, uh, up in age, so let's hope he doesn't do too many stupid things. <laughs> yeah, right. Mind, mind you, I really liked him as, as an actor, especially in the Naked Gun series. And then in yeah. Capricorn 1 with James Brolin, now that raised yeah. a lot of questions. You know, is it is he, he was a season? He was a you know, he was just one of those people that came out of nowhere yeah. and just excelled and excelled and excelled. And when he got to a certain point, like most of them, he just fell off the cliff. Yeah, tell and he tell, didn't even bounce. <laughs> it's not the fall that kills; it's a sudden stop. Mm -hmm. Tell me, Butch, are there any new techniques in UFO research or spotting UFOs? Well, we're going to try one. We have uh, we've uh, somebody donated a, a, a oscilloscope to us. 
And it's a, it's an older model, but it's one of the better ones. It's not right. a tube. It's all transistor. And we're going to hook up a Yagi antenna to it. Mm-hmm. And we are going to point it in the direction of the sky and chase a couple airplanes with it and see what kind of reading we get on the oscilloscope. And uh, it also came with a program where we can download that information to a laptop, right. which is in the truck. And then we're going to see if anything surpasses that, you know, in speed or height or anything else. Mm-hmm. It'll show up on that oscilloscope. Wow, that's, we're that's, that's excellent. That's excellent. I understand that uh, mythical creature sightings are also on the rise. Uh, yeah, well, they give me a headache. I mean, when people send me an email and they say, look, Lizard Man is in my backyard, and I'm going like, what do you mean Lizard Man's in your backyard? And they start to describe a reptilian, and he's out there playing with the dog. You know, I say, well, what is he doing? What do you mean he's playing with the dog? Is he throwing him a bone or a stick, and the dog yeah. is bringing it back? What's going on? He says, no, he's just standing there swatting at him. I said, well, maybe he's trying to kill the dog. You know, and you can't you can't get around these people because they just will not stop. I Did- mean, and then you have certain researchers that will push it. Yes, there are lizard men. Yes, there is this. Yes, there is that. There are, there are giant birds that come down and swoop down. They're bigger than an airplane. Let me tell you something. If there's a bird out there that's as big as a Cessna 172, and nobody has ever seen it but a handful of people across this country and in Canada and in South America, uh-huh. whew, wow, I'm missing something. It's either that you're missing something or you're not taking something that allows you to see it. But you know what? Speaking about birds... Giant birds. Mm. There's a problem these days in Alaska with the bald eagle attacking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, well, you know, here we have here we have we have eagles here, but we, the the where the where we get a lot of these thunderbird reports are blue herons. Really? You know, and and you know, the person will call in, or or they'll send an email, or they'll they'll put, make a report of what they. A very large bird and mm-hmm. a blue heron standing on its legs with its head extended. That's a good five foot, and they're pretty. It's a pretty good sized bird. And then all of a sudden, it goes to researcher. Next thing you know, it's on the internet that the bird was there. It left no footprints. It disappeared while the people were looking <laughs> at it, and you're off and running. You also and then say- people want to know why nobody takes them serious. Well, listen, uh, you know, if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. <laughs> I finished with the Internet a year ago. You know, I, I call the Internet the biggest septic tank that man has ever created. And you are 100% right, because I've seen, I've seen good researchers turn into just Frankensteins yeah. overnight. You sent me they were a... out there getting their boots dirty. They mm-hmm. were getting muddy knees. They were taking photographs. Yep. They were running their cars into the ground. Now they don't leave their desk but they have a 50-inch screen in front of them, and they're doing all the research in the world. Well, once and they a, write a book. Yeah. Well, you see, once again, you're a law enforcement officer. You've got the training. You've got the background. You know that no crime is solved by just sitting behind a desk using, uh, using uh, NCIC and you know, hoping to get a hit. It doesn't work that way. You have to go no. out. You have to do the investigation. You have to go to the crime scene. You have to get the evidence. You have to talk to the witnesses. You have to do door-to-door knocking to, to find out if anybody in the neighborhood has seen, heard, or witnessed anything. You go back to the lab with your evidence. And, and they, can you just imagine the state of our law enforcement agencies if they just sat on their duffs watching computer screens? Uh. The zombie apocalypse brings up something. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> that's pretty much what it would be. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, the 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 the, the groups of. Like you said earlier in the, in the broadcast, these, these groups are in mm-hmm. constant war with each other. Yeah. Uh, they'll say hello to you and pat you on the back and tell you what a great job you're doing. You turn your back, and all of a sudden there's a knife in their hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they close up shop and start new groups overnight. And as long as they, you know, the first thing they do is they they shut it down because they say nobody gets along. Then they start a new group. Then they get a new website up. Then they get new new hats and a new name and new T-shirts printed and new coffee cups out there. And then they write a book, and then that goes sour, and they start all over again. And and that's rampant. That's all over the country. Butch, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our final break for the sour. So Nation Butch Witkowski is our special guest. He's the director of UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania, www.paufosearch.com. Butch and I will be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. And, and, and don't get abducted by aliens. Or Bigfoot. Or the Mothman. Or Reptilian with David Icke. Oh, God. (laughs) Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. Exonation, uh, Butch Witkowski is my special guest this hour. He's the director of the UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania, and their website is www.paufosearch.com. UFOs and storm clouds. What's the story behind that, Butch? Mm. We had a case uh, in 2010. Uh, A lady who trained police officers... Uh, uh-huh. for a living, um, was go- going home from her job, and it was a perfectly blue sky, beautiful day, and she just saw this beautiful, puffy cloud that just seemed out of place, and she grabbed her camera and mm-hmm. parked her car and got out and took a photograph of it, and it was um, 
taken home, put it in the computer, and she never even looked at it for a few days. And then she was going through, and she sent me a copy of the picture, and she said, well, look, uh, there's a line in here. Is that the camera? And I looked at it, and I said, no, it looks like there's something in there. It's a shadow. So I sent it over to England, and a researcher over there who does photographic work for us Mm -hmm. uh, looked at it, and he sent it back, and he says, well, there is an object there, but there's also three objects. Here's one at 11 o'clock, one at 2 o'clock, and one at 6 o'clock, and the one at 11 o'clock is shooting a beam down to the one at 6 o'clock. And they are there, they are real, they are whatever they are. So um, more than long after that, I got a video from a guy up in northern Pennsylvania who mm-hmm. uses infrared camera during uh, infrared camera video cam during the daylight, and he just points it to the sky and he just lets it run until it runs out, and then he goes and loads it into his computer and looks at it. This guy gets fleets of unknowns in the clouds because the infrared picks up, you know, through the cloud and it picks up these dark objects, and it's amazing. So we're going to try it. Um, We've got our big uh, cam all set up mm-hmm. with infrared now, so we're going to give it a whirl on cloudy days or just a, 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 a nice bright day with uh, some clouds in the sky and now, see if we can get anything. Does infrared uh, pick up heat signatures? Uh, no, Inf- infrared just it just it's just the color spectrum. It just okay. takes. Uh, in other words, you're looking through infrared and. Um, something that uh, to you would look, you know, mm-hmm. white and just a, a color. When you look through it in infrared, it's really a bright color, and you get to see more around it, and you can see uh, things in the shadows that you wouldn't normally see. All right, I was thinking about thermal imaging. Thermal imaging yeah. picks up heat signature, yeah. Right. Is it possible that what this person who had the fleets of whatever they are on his infrared were actually insects? No, too high, way too high. Really? Huh? Uh, the matter of fact, the one CD that they sent me, there's actually a um, 747 that's probably about it. It's cruising high to 30,000 feet, and these yeah. things are way above it, way above it. Huh. And when he gets those, he instantly calls, of course. There's a couple of local military bases in his area, and mm-hmm. there's you know a couple of large airports, but nobody sees nothing, nothing on radar. Hey, Butch, as always, whenever you're with us, time goes by so fast. I want to thank you very much for joining us. Always a great pleasure talking to you. And as I've told you before, if anything comes up that you want to get to the airwaves, let me know. We'll get you right on the show. Okay. All right, Butch, take care of yourself, and thanks very much for joining us tonight. And thank you for having me. It's always a great pleasure. Exonation, uh, Butch Witkowski is our special guest this hour. He's the director of UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania. Their website, www.pausearch.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> 